Welcome to Going Off Script, the podcast where we chat to performing artists and practitioners. We hear their stories and find out what's the goss. Welcome to Going Off Script, the podcast where we have a chat to people about going off script. I'm Alice Canton and this is Matt Ella. Hello. And we are talking to Dominic Hoey. Welcome. How's it going? It's going great. It's going real good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Dominic, tell us, who are you and what do you do? Um, I guess I do a lot of things. So I've done a play and I used to be a rapper and a slam poet and I still do poetry. Um, what else to do? I wrote a novel but um, and, uh, and other things as well. But I guess the thing that combines all those is the writing and the performing, I suppose. You know? So I guess I'm a writer and performer. Um, yeah, and sh- I just like showing off a lot. So uh, have you come to theatre, like, I mean, obviously performance, rapping, poetry is theatrical, but has the theatre aspect of your practice kind of been a later thing? Yeah, um, the schools I went to didn't really have much theatre stuff, or if they did, it wasn't really something that I felt drawn to at the time, which is a real shame now because I realised it's probably what I wanted to do the whole time, but I didn't realise that, you know, and... um, but I, I, for a long time, I had been wanting to do like a kind of one man show because I guess my poetry, spoken word stuff, had becoming more and more theatrical, and I'd be creating this character that was, um, yeah, like a hyper version of myself. So I knew that would I would work. I just had, and then eventually I um, uh, ended up working with Nisha, and then she sort of took it and made it. You know, cause she's a genius, so she made it all exciting and for the bells and whistles. So, yeah, I was pretty lucky. So, um, yeah, talk us through what was that show, uh, the name of the show, and when you did it. So the show's called Your Heart Looks Like a Vagina. Um, we did three runs. We did one last year at the basement, another one this year at the basement, and then one this year at the Bats. And they all did pretty well. And I broke my foot on the first night or second night of the f- first show. What? What, 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 what? what did you... In the show? Yeah, there's a, there's a bit where I kick a drum over, and I um, kicked... The first night I kicked it, and it just went flying, and it looked great, and everyone was like, ooh. So second night I was like, yeah, I'm going to kick that drum again. And then my foot, it didn't hurt too bad because I had the adrenaline. Um, and then when I was, you know, downstairs talking to people, selling my book or whatever, and I was like, man, my shoe feels weird. I took it off and my foot was black. And um, luckily I have chronic pain, so I had heaps of morphine. So I just took that and just did the show and it was all good. But then after that, my foot was fucked for like weeks. Damn. Uh, show must go on, eh? And that ACC for me, what were you doing at the time? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I got ACC, so I got it for free. It was awesome. Yeah, God bless ACC, right? Yeah. Was kicking a drum yeah. in a theatre show. <laughs> um, and um, tell us a little about, like, what is this your first... Was that your first time performing in a theatre context? Well, well, I mean, I'd done stuff at the basement, and I'd performed at theatres, and I'd been kind of part, I guess, of... Things that had a theatrical element, like, so when this happens, we'll do this, or, you know, even going back to rapping, there were kind of sort of elements of that. But, yeah, it was the first time a proper play and working with director, which is the main big difference, I think, for me. Um, because, you know, like, I had I already had the thing written and I already kind of knew what it was, but then Nisha came in and she was like, I don't, I'm not going to touch the writing. She didn't change a single word of the writing, but she was like, but we're going to do all of this. And, like, it was really out of my comfort zone. Um, especially all those games that actors play, you know what I mean? I was like, fuck, I'm not doing that. And then she was like, and I don't know, I guess coming from, you know, hip-hop where it's like, 
it's not, I, not, I was never staunch, but, you know, by any means, but it's definitely, there's a sort of a more reserved nature to it, I suppose, you know what I mean? And then coming to this where you got to making all those weird noises and uh, uh, it was crazy, but um, it was cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does how does the um, the music and the hip hop side influence your writing? Um, well, because I don't I don't really make much music anymore. But I guess what I've carried across is um, a lot of that DIY ethic. You know, do it yourself. Don't wait for anyone else to do it. And the, the older I get, the more every time I look back on things that were real big fuck ups. Nine times out of ten, it's because I've tried to give it to someone else. You know what I mean? And it's not to say that people haven't helped me. I've had so much help along the way, whether it's someone like Nisha, whether it's like the producers I've worked with or whoever, you know, um, Charlie that used to own the basement. I mean, he gave me so many um, starts and introduced me to so many people I wouldn't have met. But, um, yeah, so I guess that. And also, like, the economy of scale with writing, because, you know, when you're rapping, you've got 16 bars oftentimes to get this thing in and so that's kind of its own world oftentimes especially if you're guesting with other rappers so just learning how to say a lot with a little um and also just not being intimidated like what did I do the other day that someone was like oh I did a show and it was just bad like the audience just wasn't into it and and I was just having fun and then I got off and my mate was like man that would have been real intimidating I was like I used to freestyle battle people on stage to a beat you know like that's like, that's you like know, nothing right yeah you yeah. know like I don't think there's anything that can be more intimidating than that so it's kind of it's good training you know yeah so Having the 16 bars and being limited and then with a theatre context to say like you have an hour, Mm. was that quite refreshing to be like, I can really stretch and expand on on what I want to say? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd been sort of building towards that with the poetry sets. Like, I think if I had just gone straight from rapping to that, I think it would have been a much bigger jump and I would have needed more time. But it was great. I mean, like, yeah, because we decided really early on, okay, it's going to be this long and these are these elements and then just went away and wrote it and yeah can we talk a little bit about the um your show in the context of um the themes that it addresses and the way that it's it's speaking to really difficult things and really dark things for some people to just talk about in their daily lives because new zealanders fucking don't talk about anything in their daily lives they talk about the fucking weather um and is these were these are things that you've always talked about in your poetry in your writing um was there a difference bringing that into the theater yeah i guess just the sort of like um there is a level of vulnerability in that play which i wouldn't normally do in my poetry even though i do have incredibly vulnerable and open poems but i think because you got to be in that space for longer um and the audiences are so different in theater than anything else i've done like they're really attentive but at the same time i feel like you've kind of got to work more to get them to react to things. Right. Whereas, you know, when I do poetry gigs and, and even more so when I was doing rap shows and, you know, everyone's wasted and it's all quite noisy oftentimes, you know? So, um, so yeah, just knowing that, like, because Nisha was always saying, like, don't freak out when it's quiet. Like, it's not a bad thing. Whereas what I normally do, if it's quiet, you're fucked up. So, yeah. Everyone's, like, is, like, quietly listening and holding yeah. their chin and Especially being Especially in Wellington, man. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> I was just like, man, everyone hates this. And then get off and everyone's like, oh, my God, it was amazing. And he was like, really? <laughs> Yeah, the quiet way of like, mm, mm, yeah. The images. So it's, it's, it's just a different world, and it was interesting seeing my mates come into it because like here's my mates came who had never been to theatre before, and then them getting indoctrinated into that. They're like, oh, I guess I can't say anything, like you know, um, although some of them did. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, it's like also when you travel, like when I remember performing in Asia where like people are 
dead quiet, like absolutely quiet. Like they don't even laugh in a funny bit. But then, and when they go to clap at the end of the performance, um, they're just, and there's no like vocalisation either. It was just very polite, loud clapping for a very sustained period of time. It was like so strange. I mean, audiences, eh? Like maybe it's like a reflection of your cultural practice. I don't know. But then also we're talking about the difference between theatre and say like a rap gig or you know, a poetry gig, the whole clicking thing. Oh, I'm not into that. I, feel, yeah. I tell people not to do that in my gigs. What is that? <laughs> what is the clicking thing? Well, I guess it's come over... Um, I think initially it started in, like, an, um, anarchist and socialist groups. From, like, so that's how they voted. I imagine that's how it ended up in the poetry. I'm not totally sure. I could be wrong. But And then it's just been brought over from America. You know, it's all good if that's what people want to do, but I just feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like poetry should be immediate and exciting, and, and obviously, you know, it's not always, but if it's good, it should be, and it, it should make you want to yell and laugh and shout and not just, you know, like... <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's like, I mean, I can't, maybe it's like, I don't want to yell over top of the Yeah, like, I don't want to interrupt maybe. it, but I'm not, I'm yeah. not interrupt me, because then you can go interesting places, you know what I mean, whereas um, otherwise it's just, I don't know, it's too linear. Mm. But that's just my pet peeve. It might be just because I'm old. <laughs> maybe we'll come. Maybe you swing around it. Maybe when you get really, really old and you're hard of hearing, you're like, fuck, yeah. I wish they wouldn't yell over time. They just <laughs> click. Then I'd be able to get my words out. I think that's how old people talk anyway. <laughs> what are some of your main inspirations for the week? I guess film a lot, actually, for everything that I do. I watch, like, I watch at least one or two films a night. Like, I always watch movies. Um, and I guess just stuff that I read. Um, and I always like to take things out of a certain context. Um, so I was reading a lot of um, Kathy Acker, who, the poet, um, when I was doing the play. And so just taking that idea that she had about, you know, cutting things up and, and when you jam something out of one context into another context, it creates a, a third thing, like sort of like a metaphor. Um, and so I was playing with that a lot, you know what I mean? Um, what else influences me? I don't know, I feel like I should have a better answer for this. <laughs> it evolves, right? Do you think you have different influences for different um, forms? Like, you know, poetry, you, you're more likely to draw inspiration from literary, whereas theatre, more visual, I don't know. No, nah, because I think, like, from what I find is, like, any idea can fit in any context. And I used to resist that a lot because when I was rapping, people say, oh, you can't rap about that. And I was like, well, I'm going to. And you know what I mean? Um, and it's the same thing with poetry. You know, like, um, I've definitely had poetry, poems before which have been, for whatever reason, and, for, and the same with theatre. Like, I've definitely seen theatre shows where you're like, ooh, risque. You know? Mm. Like, so it's... Um, I don't know. I think the thing is that, like, I guess I have less influences, obvious ones nowadays, because... I've tried all these different art forms. And so when you've, you know, when you've done an art form, especially with like writing or rapping or whatever, you've done it heaps, you can see the tricks that people are doing, even if they might be better at it than you or they might be doing some things you don't understand, but I'm like, oh, that's this technique or that's this, or I can see. So that's why I guess I like film because I don't really understand what they're doing, mm. you know? Maybe you could watch some opera because I'm always like, what the fuck are you doing? It's so codified. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you just walking across the, the stage and there's like real vast music playing and like nothing's happening? I don't get opera, hey. No, it's not my cup of tea. Mm. I, like class I like a lot of neoclassical though. It's good to write to. Yeah, right. Do you, yeah, do you always write to music? Or? Yeah, like just droney. Um, like, uh, what's the guy, William Belowski? Um, like a Tim Hecker 
um, for a bunch of other people. But yeah, just kind of like synthy, droney kind of stuff because it kind of blocks everything out, but there's no words to sort of trip you up. Mm. And I guess it's just a habit from rapping because you always listen to a beat when you're writing. Uh, do you have any memories of seeing shows at the basement? Any performances or sh- notable kind of shows? Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've, seen, I've been to so many cool things down there. Um, one of them was one of the Christmas parties, and it was just so good. It was so hilarious. It had Morgana in it, and um, uh, what's his name? I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I'm like his biggest fan. Who does the Juan stuff? Oh, um, Barney Duncan. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he was, uh, he was. I know. I, I was just laughing so hard to the point where, I think it was kind of probably fucking him up. And the whole theater just looking at me. He's just so funny. Oh man, that was awesome. And um, one time Charlie was like, "Oh, yo, you should come to this um, play." So I bought. I brought my friend along and we turn up and we're the only two people there and it's just like really intense. I won't say too much about it because I don't want the people to know because, but um, it's this a super intense play and I was like, oh man, I guess we can't leave. And so they just did the play for us. It was so intense. And my mate was, because she'd never been to theatre before and she was like, do, do not ever fucking do that to me again. <laughs> <laughs> and she never came back. No, I don't think so. Uh, That's the classic thing. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring you to the theatre. It'll be great. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, man, that's like my boyfriend hates participation stuff. Every and every time we go to a show, he's like, "There's better not be any this fucking like audience participation." I'm like, "No, chill. It's fine. Like they're not gonna pull me up on stage, are they?" They always do. They find him, and it's always a fucking show with participation in it. <laughs> and he always goes along with it, kind of willingly or like with consent, but like reluctantly. And so, I mean, fuck, he's just like, "I'm never coming to the theater with you ever again." If I'm like, "It's a stage play," he's like, I don't care. I'm not coming. <laughs> but, you know. but I'm the same. Like, I hate that stuff too. But as soon as I knew I was going to do a play, I'm like, I'm putting audience participation. You know what I mean? Like, once, yeah. But the thing is, man, if someone gets you up, there's no way you're going to look good. It doesn't matter how much of a seasoned performer you are. It's just that weird dynamic. It's like when you go on television, the person that the presenter is always going to look more natural than you. It's just this weird dynamic. Totally. So you just got to own it and just be like, I'm going to look like shit, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's always unca- that, also that thing of like if you are a performer that that like do I perform right now or do I like pretend that I'm like useless like I remember doing Haley Sp- Haley Sproul um, handing me a, um, a cowbell and Miss Fletcher's and like I was playing off. I was like on the one and the three and I was like fuck I hate myself I hate myself but I couldn't stop and she was just like who is playing so terribly I'm like I'm sorry oh terrible do, do you look for any um, particular audience member for participation like there's always the ones that evade the eye contact and or the ones who look confident or is it just like mm, it depends. sometimes I would like because I'd know people or I might not know them but I know who they are so I'd be like yo you know but um, my one mate he came late twice to the two different seasons so both times I got him up but the second time I didn't realise how drunk he was and he could barely like stand up I was just like I just give him shit about that all the time like he's late twice no <laughs> I mean that's the other thing about theatre right like people like what when it says the show starts at 8 is that when the doors open I mean gosh that's what I love about it though right because you know like it's on at this time there's, you know who how many people are going to be there you just do the thing it's just so relaxing because normally like I'm I had, you know like with my poetry stuff it's like I'm improvising and you're doing shit on the fly and then I don't know and you don't even know who's going to be there and uh, and you know and then no one will turn up until like yeah two hours later so you can't go on and 
Yeah. You're like, oh, you said it started at eight. Yeah, it started at eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got um, what's in the pipeline for you? More theatre? Yeah, um, I've got a couple of ideas. So I'm just sort of like wanting to talk to people about them and see if they're sort of... Because I don't... Like, I'm pretty green to theatre, so I don't want to see if they're sort of possible. And also if people have done them before. Because a few times I'd come up with ideas before doing a play and then people are like, that's just... People have been doing that for years. Like, you know? I, was like, oh. I thought I was a genius. Um, and I got a new novel that I'm sort of like halfway through. And I got a poetry book, which is kind of more or less done. So hopefully, like, the poetry will come out next year and then a novel year after that. How do you have time for that stuff? I don't really do much else. Yeah. So I can, because I was like unemployed or like working for minimum wage for years, like now I've got like a tiny bit of money. It feels like a lot, you know what I mean? So I can, I'm good at making it stretch. Yes. Um, but also it's just like, I don't know, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing, if you know what I mean? Like, whereas I think, you know, like, yeah, that's the main thing I've just been doing. And I don't have kids. That's the other thing. Just a dog. Just a dog that yeah. pisses on your bed. He hasn't done it that much. I should point out, he's only done it, he's only done it once, but he's threatened to do it a lot. That's all. That's a good. That's a sign of a strong power dynamic. There, only need to do it once, and then you'll never oh, do he's that. He's so thing beautiful, again. though. What kind of dog is, is it? it? Pomeranian. Oh. Toy Pomeranian. <laughs> Looks like a little teddy bear. Oh, I love a good Pomeranian. <laughs> little raisin eyes. Yeah. Oh. We can talk about dogs another time. <laughs> um, Few. What? What do you see the the importance of a space like the Basement Theatre? Um, I think just, like, how supportive they are, you know what I mean? And there aren't many spaces like that in New Zealand um, that they really, you know, value the artists and, um, yeah, and it's been, like, it seems, to my knowledge, it's been like that the whole time, you know, which is really awesome, Kopapa. And um, what else? I don't know. It's just It just seems like it's a really unique space in the as Like, you can feel the sort of, like, the kind of anarchic kind of energy when you're in there, you know, which is awesome. Like, I think with the gentrification of the city, there's not much of that left, you know, so whenever there is some, it's awesome to be part of it. For someone, like an artist who's maybe at an intersection with their practice, like maybe they're a writer or they're a poet, what kind of, I hate to say advice, but what would you say to someone who would be interested in maybe moving into theatre or performance as a way of expression? Um, I think just, yeah, I think totally do it. And I think, like... Um, just find the director because I think that was a massive thing, you know. And I think there, it could have been quite easy for me not to do that, you know, and I it wouldn't have been half as good. Mm. I, I really uh, something I really was fondly remember in your work was that beautiful relationship between you and Ruby Rayhana Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And it's that it's something you know. I mean, it's also really profound when a role that is otherwise invisible, the role of the lighting operator, is adjacent to the performer in a way that's um, both kind of like invisible but also hyper, hyper visible and just, I just have this yeah, I have that sort of in, burnt into my my memory of the work and how special that was, it was oh, very... she's, she's incredible, you know um, and because we have a similar condition like um, with the arthritis or whatever so it just kind of worked, like that wasn't the reason why we got her, we just got her because she's awesome and then it turned out and then she was like well you have to be in the play now and she's just totally game, you know, she's just like so that was really cool I think secretly like a lot of technicians like have either done acting at college or something beforehand 
and then got into the tech side of things. And then so there's always that little inkling to be like, oh, I, g- I guess I'll do a bit of... Okay. Yeah. 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 And inside oh, okay. they're like, it's time to shine. Yeah, it's yeah. my time oh, finally. She totally stole the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone... Because like, like, a lot of people like, obviously didn't know who she was and like, who was that? Like, oh, my God. And, you know, and I think with some people that had come that hadn't been to a lot of theatre, they were kind of unsure, like, how much of it was sort of real. And, like, I remember um, that one, one night when... Because for the people that haven't seen a play, um, it starts off and it's a big mess and she's setting up. And um, some people came in and they're like, oh, my God, they're not even ready yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yes. good. I love it. I love, love, love it. Oh, should we um, ask some short, sharp... Short, sharp funkies? Short, sharp funkies. I like that we've just decided to call that section the short, sharp funky section. But I love it. Um, Dominic. Would you rather, yes, this, you know, you know the drill. Would you rather perform drunk to a bunch of sober people or perform sober to a bunch of drunk people? I've performed drunk to sober people so many times, so I have to go with that one. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> lived, lived by route. Yeah, love it. Uh, would you rather be performing in a room full of uh, family or strangers? Strangers. What is oh. that? Um, just to... You can just play with the dynamic of strangers. With family, like they know you, they're like, oh, whatever. You know, fucking show off, sit down. He's <laughs> full of shit. Shut up. Especially my family, they're just like, they don't have, don't have a bar of it. Do they come to watch your shows? Or? Yeah, more and more. I mean, my sister's always been to my My mum is kind of like, oh, what are you doing? But I think she's, yeah, more and more she's into it because I guess it's part of art forms that she kind of gets, you know? Whereas, you know, no one's got a fucking rap show, you know, it's <laughs> oh, no parents. Like, Come on, mum, it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a really good time. Uh, would you rather forget a really important prop or a really important line? Line, because you can always improvise around oh, that. Oh, Yeah. This is interesting because some writers are like, absolutely not a line. That is what I've written. You must forget the prop. Uh, sort of. Oh, no, because you, you want to be open, right? Yeah. Like, and that's where all the cool stuff happens, I think. Mm. If the basement theatre was a genre of music, what genre would it be? That kind of, like, polka music. Dun, 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 you know, the accordions and shit? Yeah. Great. Like, white, black cat, white cat, like the soundtrack from that. Yeah. Nice. If the basement was an animal or a dog breed, what would it be? Border Collie. Oh, oh, yeah. Love a good Border Collie. Um, and if the basement was a cocktail or beverage, what would it be? Um, like, like, uh, like, a sh- like one of those craft beers that you think is just like, a, you know, like 4%, but it actually turns out to be like 9 and you have three of them and then you just kick your ass. And then you have to get up and perform to a bunch of sober people. Yeah. It's like the Twisted Hop in Christchurch used to have the Twisted Ankle and it was like a really high percent. And um, we got a keg of it at an art school show one year and no one knew it was like 9%. And everyone got fucked up and fucked all the art up. I'm like, damn it. No one said it was a, thought it was a 4.5. It's dangerous, eh? Uh, Totally. Um, finally, if you could describe or use three words to describe the basement to someone who didn't know what the basement was, what would those three words be? Anarchic, um, fluffy, um, semi-sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, so good. good. Thank you very much, Dominic, for spending some time with us and getting an insight to your... Um, your artistry and practice and 
yeah, it was cool just to hear another different side, different side of the coin. So it's been, it's been really awesome to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, you can always check us out, Going Off Script, on Twitter. Who even uses Twitter these days? I don't know. Um, or Facebook or Instagram, where they also like to sell you stuff. Um, we're just selling you great content. No, we're just giving it away because we don't get paid to do this. Um, or you can email us um, if you would prefer a more personable connection. Um, also, um, you should definitely go to www.basementtheatre.co.nz. Check out the shows that are on there at the moment. Get some theatre into your life. Get some performance uh, into your life. Maybe you could encounter some poetry or some metaphors. That was the Goss with Dominic Howie. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs>